Hey, welcome to the Trailer Talks podcast. My name's Jen, and I'll be your host. This podcast is all about life, community, our daily highs and lows, all sprinkled with truth and a little encouragement. Each week, we'll dive into the things we encounter while navigating life, building community, and ideally fostering a space where you feel welcome and like you aren't the only one walking this journey. Sometimes we just need to hear from someone else that they get it or that they've experienced something similar in life. So welcome, friends. Can't wait to share this leg of the journey with you. Hey, friends. How are you? So I have had an interesting week. I, this week, have discovered the need to cut out Coke and coffee. I had been having some chest pains that I thought were caused by anxiety and was drinking a Coke on the way home one day and my chest pain started getting pretty um, obvious, I would say. <laughs> so I've decided to cut out Coke and coffee. Today was the first full day and I've realized I'm a huge baby. I have texted my friends gifts and videos of myself updates being like, I am a sad woman who needs coffee. Um, Lorelai Gilmore, if you know who that is from the Gilmore Girls, literally just speaks so plainly to my coffee addiction. And I'm only now realizing how bad it was. Um, but I this week has also brought about some interesting things where I could really use a coffee and I can't or I'm choosing not to have one. But anyway, so this week I sent an email to my full-time job, just letting them know that I needed to step down from something and just that it wasn't a good fit. I should say, I actually sent that email last week, but then everything about that email kind of came to a head this week. So I sent that email and just kind of had said, listen, I thought that this position was going to be like this. And I had these plans and hopes and dreams and was so excited and in the last few weeks have realized that this is not the case and that in fact this position is uh, emotionally taking more out of me than I thought it would and it's leaving me in a position where I really feel like I just feel helpless and I feel like there's nothing I can do about it and that's not good for my mental health and so because of that I feel like I need to step back and I did. I had been texting a friend and I had called her and just said like, hey, can I read this email to you? Because I want to express how I'm feeling, but I want to be professional and I want to also um, just be honest. And I didn't want to be talked out of it. So I have this really bad habit of not being able to say no. I don't want to let people down. I feel guilty. I, I just feel like I'm disappointing people when I say no. So I'm not great at it. And I'm learning to get better. And I have some friends in my life who are amazing at just helping me walk through it and kind of teaching me that for every time I say yes to something, I am inadvertently saying no to something else. So anyways, so I was able to draft up this email and send it and kind of nothing came of it. And then as I said this week, this email kind of came to a head And I just, there was a situation where I felt like I was kind of thrown under the bus on something and in regards to this email. And, you know, I, I had called a friend and I was chatting with her and, and I just was so dumbfounded because I felt like I'd been thrown under the bus and, 
everyone just kind of stood around <laughs> watching the bus drive over me. And I was completely, yeah, just, I can't even, I still can't even put it into words. Anyways, and so she reminded me, she was like, Jen, you put up a boundary. It wasn't accepted, right? There was pushback. And why is that? Why is it that we as women, when we set boundaries for ourselves, healthy boundaries, there is pushback, there is comments, there are opinions, unwelcomed, unsolicited opinions, there are, you know, comments, there are people who just, who feel like it's their place to, to let you know that they disagree with this boundary, whatever the boundary is. And I, you know, I just have realized that I think as women, we, we've never really been taught. And, you know, I can think of times, there was this time, um, I would have been, I think maybe 16 or 17. And I was riding the bus in Toronto, I was heading home. And sorry, I was on the subway first. And this gentleman kind of sat down close to me. No big deal. Um, He was carrying a bouquet of flowers. And he had said to me, hey, do you like these flowers? And I was like, yeah, they're, they're nice. (laughs) And then, you know, looked away, didn't want to engage with this guy. And he was like, yeah, they're for my girlfriend. And I just remember saying like, oh, that's so nice. Again, looked away. And he just kept engaging me in conversation. And he definitely was not picking up on the cues that I was giving him that I did not want to talk to him. This boundary that I was trying to set up by turning my body away and by being very curt with my responses. So I ended up at my stop. I got off. He got off. He's still talking to me. I'm not talking to him. I'm not engaging with him. Um, He follows me up the escalator. I'm waiting for my bus. And at this point, he's like, I want you to have the flowers. And I remember saying to him, like, no, these are for your girlfriend. You bought them for her. You should really give them to her. I don't want them. Um, And I go outside and I'm waiting for my bus and he starts getting louder and louder. And now he's swearing at me. And he's like, you know, you, you ungrateful. And he just goes off on this tirade. And I was just praying for this bus to show up. So the bus actually shows up not long after. I'm so thankful for it. I foolishly get on the bus. I go to the very back row in the corner, which is beside a window. I instinctively sat in that seat. I always sit in the same seat or, you know, a variation of, but I'm always at the window. So this gentleman now is beside the window, still screaming and swearing at me. And now he's angry, very angry that I would not take these flowers. And he is smashing these flowers against the side of the bus. I froze. I didn't know what to do. I was completely terrified. And the next thing I know, this gentleman comes up beside me. He taps me on the shoulder and he's like, get up. And so I was like, okay. So I got up and he's like, sit over here. And he pointed me a few seats over away from the window. And he sat down at this window seat that I was just in. And this man who was outside who was screaming, obviously wasn't paying attention because he turned around and this, this man is sitting in the window where I was. And he was completely stunned. And he kind of leaned in to try to find me and talk to me. And this man just kept kind of, you know, getting in his way. And he's like, he just kept saying to him, like, buddy, get lost. The bus ended up driving away. And I just remember being so thankful for this stranger who intervened and helped me and respected my boundary. I was trying to tell this guy. I had told this guy on numerous occasions. I'm not interested. I don't want your flowers. Give them to your girlfriend. Like, and he just didn't respect it. And, you know, 
and I just, I can look back at different times in my life where I have tried to set a boundary and somebody has trampled all over it. Or I've tried to set a boundary and somebody has been very quick to give me their opinion on on this boundary. You know, I, I thought it was me. I thought it was my fault. I thought it was, well, maybe that boundary was, was stupid or maybe it was I was being too um, kind of strict with it or what have you. I am coming to realize that the boundaries I put up in my life are because I'm that's what I'm comfortable with. That's what I need. And as a woman as a mother, as a wife, boundaries are important. As a friend, like just in general, boundaries are healthy and they're needed. We operate well within boundaries, within comfort zones. And so I'm starting to become more comfortable with the idea of these boundaries and not only putting them up, but speaking up for them. I thankfully don't use public transit as much now because I have a car and I drive. But now I feel like I'm kind of on guard if I see something happening to somebody else, right? If I, like, I want to be that gentleman who was on the bus who who rescued me from this absolute lunatic who was trying to give me these flowers. And I want to be like, you know, some of my colleagues who had emailed me or texted and said, hey, it was really brave of you to take on this position. You didn't really know what it was. It just speaks volumes, and um, the fact that you knew it wasn't for you speaks even louder. And to know that, again, I I spoke um, on another podcast on about our words and the things we say and the way they're received, and I can't even explain to you how important it is to acknowledge somebody's boundary, and especially when they when they are telling you why they put it up, right? When they're saying to you, listen, for my mental health, I need to say no to this, or I'm not comfortable with this or what have you, because it's not easy. It's not easy for, for us to put up boundaries. It is not easy for me to say no. Most of the time when I say no, I feel guilty and I feel like I should say yes, but I'm learning to say no and to be okay with it and to trust it. And you know, some of the hardest boundaries and the hardest things to say no to involve my family. Because I think we just have this innate feeling like we we're supposed to do anything and everything for our family. And don't get me wrong, I would. But it has to be within reason, right? We can't be sacrificing ourselves and our own mental health to help and please others. It's not healthy for anybody at all. And I think once we can acknowledge the need in our life for boundaries, it helps the people around us to know kind of what what we can help with, right? And what we can jump in with and what we can feel comfortable with. And that's so important. It's so healthy, right? And yes, yeah, sometimes we're going to stretch and we're going to learn and our boundaries will change and that's okay. That's okay. Something that might feel like a boundary in your life right now, you may in a few years or a few days, what have you, feel like, you know what, I can change this. I can move this. And that's totally okay. But I would really encourage us as women to just feel confident in our boundaries, feel confident in making decisions and in in saying no to things, right? Whether it be taking on something else at work or 
Maybe it's something as simple as, you know, a friend is having people over and you just aren't feeling comfortable. You aren't feeling like you want to do that. That's okay. You don't have to go. It's okay. You don't have to be a part of it. You know, and sometimes our boundaries are, it's a safety thing. Like this guy on the subway who just, I don't know, to this day, I have no idea what happened, what made him snap the way he did, but he was not respecting what I was saying. He was not listening to me. And again, I know I've said this already, but I was so, so thankful, so grateful for this other man who stepped in and helped me because I was terrified. I was this young girl on the bus and then on the subway um, who was just terrified. And unfortunately, we live in a society where the boundaries that women put up aren't always respected or heard. And that's not okay. You know, if I say no to something, I mean no. And if I put a boundary up, I'm asking you to respect it in the same way that I would respect a boundary that you put up, whether it be in my friendships or in my, you know, with my family or with my work. And I shouldn't have to feel guilty because I feel like I can't handle something. I shouldn't have to explain myself when my mental health is taking a hit. And so I'm not, I'm not going to. And I'm not saying that in an ignorant way, but it's more just, I know my value and my worth and I know what I'm capable of. And if I am realizing that with work, I've taken on something that I can't give 100% to, then I feel like I need to step back. I don't want to give 50, 60, 70, 80% to my job. I want to give it 100%. And if I can't, and there's nothing I can do to change that, then I need to step back from something within my job. And unfortunately, you know, when I've put boundaries up in my life, I've noticed that people have stepped back. And sometimes it's because they have an opinion about it. And they disagree with the boundary. I think sometimes people are disappointed, because I've had to step away from something. And some people get angry. And I have had to learn to be okay with it. My boundary, my healthy boundaries, if somebody can't accept them or um, respect them, then that's a big indicator to me that that relationship I have with that person isn't the healthiest. That's okay. That's okay if that relationship needs to change. That's okay if it took that situation for me to realize that that relationship maybe wasn't the best for me. All of those things are okay. And none of those things should change my mind or my feeling about the boundaries that I've set up for myself. So this week has been interesting. I've definitely felt alone after everything went down with work. I definitely have felt like I've disappointed people and a variety of emotions. But the thing that I have felt the most is relief. Because I made a decision that I know was the right decision for me and ultimately for my colleagues and I stand by it and I'm confident in it. And so I would just encourage you if there are things in your life that you feel like, okay, I need a, I need a boundary around this. I need to, I need to step back from something. I need to talk to somebody about my relationship with them and, you know, just 
yes, in the moment, it's hard. It's drafting up that email. I felt nauseous. I called my friend, like I said, and we chatted about it and I was feeling confident and we hung up the phone and I sat and stared at that email for way too long before I sent it. But none of those feelings negated the need for it. Those feelings were just a natural human emotion reaction to a possible response, right? I definitely work in what ifs. Well, what if this happens? Or what if this person says this? Or what if, you know what? What if they do? What if they don't respond positively? What if things at work change? They did. And I am better for it. I would rather have a few people in my life who I know would stand by my side no matter what than a swarm of people who will just tell me whatever it is I want to hear. And then when things kind of hit the fan, they all fade away. I have friends in my life who help me build my boundaries and who help me just to be a better person. So I would challenge you to feel strong in your convictions and your boundaries. Know that they are okay. They're healthy and they're needed. And I hope that you have people in your life who you can go to and chat to about these things, right? And get help with an email if you need it or can build you up and give you strength and give you confidence so that you can put healthy boundaries in your life. You might be wondering, how do you set a boundary or how do you even know you need a boundary? Sometimes it's as easy as that something's happened in your life or maybe somebody said something and it makes you feel a certain way. Maybe you feel anger or hurt or you're feeling offended. I don't know. Whatever it is you feel, that'll be an indicator that this is something you don't want in your life anymore. And that will probably prompt you to set up a boundary. So with that in mind, maybe you need to do some self-exploration and ask yourself, what are you okay with? What are you not okay with? The answers that come up will prompt you as to whether or not you should set a boundary. It also could be obvious to you when different situations arise, right? You might find that you're using internal assertive communication, such as when this happens, I feel this way, so that can't happen anymore. You might also find the need to use assertive communication with somebody when you set up your boundary. Sometimes people need us to be assertive with our communication so they can fully understand what we're trying to say and understand just how serious we are about this boundary. Now, for the most part, you probably won't need to be quite so assertive with your language. Maybe you'll just need to say things like, hey, I'm introducing a new boundary in my life, dot, dot, dot. Or you probably don't know this about me, dot, dot, dot. Owning your boundary is important to keeping it strong and to maintain it. I mentioned earlier that I needed to step back from a position within my workplace. And so I set a boundary for myself within that. And as soon as I set that boundary, I got pushed back. And that was so hard. Because as somebody who's learning to be better at saying no, my instinct is to just cave in and go right back into the thing that I was struggling with. However, because I had taken time to understand why I needed the boundary, I set it intentionally. That helped me to be able to stand up to the pushback and keep my boundary in place. It was an absolute game changer. Now, the thing to remember too with pushback is that some people are going to be upset, right? Or they're going to be bothered by your boundary And you probably are going to experience some pushback, but you have to know and you have to trust that pushback does not mean your boundary is wrong. You don't need somebody's permission to have a boundary. You set boundaries in your life based on what you feel you need. And let's be honest, not everyone is going to understand. That's okay. However, 
just because they don't understand doesn't necessarily mean we need to be aggressive or abrupt when we set up our boundaries either. Again, I mentioned earlier, some boundaries are going to require you to be more bold and outspoken, but you can typically sense when that need is there. Most of the time, you can just passively set a boundary and then just, you know, stick to it and stay within it. It's also okay to reach out to a trusted friend, right? To have a conversation about how you're feeling and the boundary you're planning to put into place. I mentioned earlier that I had called a friend of mine to go over the email that I wanted to set. And during that conversation, she was able to help me dissect what it was I was willing to compromise on and what it was I wasn't really willing to compromise on so that I was better able to articulate myself. So if pushback came, which it did, I could fully explain why I had set the boundary I did and why I needed to stick to it. So again, I feel like I repeat this, but I'm so grateful for the people in my life who I can talk to about these things. I can get advice, I can can get support. And in this case, specifically around setting up this boundary helped immensely. So can I encourage you, if you have boundaries in your life and you're getting some pushback, stand strong. Know that you set that boundary for a reason and just be consistent and stick with it. And if you feel the need to establish some boundaries, now is the time to get going on that. It's never going to feel like the right time. A lot of the time, it's going to feel awkward if you're not good at setting boundaries or if this is one of the first times you've actually tried to put one in place. So it's, it's going to be uncomfortable possibly whenever you decide to do it. But you have to understand you're worth it. And in the end, setting this boundary is completely worth it. 